0: No, my hearty mine Keith, and a hot welcome back to the panel on RNZ National. And uh, well, Wallace Chapman here, and it is good to be back. Three weeks to the day of a hip replacement, I feel like the six million dollar man. I'm feeling well. Just a quick thanks to Dr. Campbell and the team at Auckland Hospital. On the show today, Port Hills Fire still uncontained. That just after four. Also, this afternoon, should parents be held more accountable for truancy? Ex David Seymour proposes more use of fines for parents. That was the front page of the New Zealand Herald today. And more Auckland trains cancelled today. It has not been a good week for Tamaki Mikado. We discussed that. And Taylor Swift in Melbourne tomorrow. It's been described there as a seismic cultural event. Is Taylor Swift as big as the Beatles? And here's a question for you. When you park your car, do you go nose-in first or rear and first. For those that go rear and first and hold up traffic, are you just time wasting? Text me 2101. You can email me to the panel at rnz.co.nz. With me this afternoon, Amy Hines, Senior Consultant, Capital NZ, a former National Party Communications Manager. Amy, lovely to have you on the programme.
1: Kia ora, Wallace. I'm looking forward to hearing more about your um, pathway to the Senior Olympics, I reckon.
0: <laughs> the masters, yeah, just a good long walk one day will <laughs> suffice me. Ask me any years' time, Amy. Also today, uh, Chris Wikaera, Director of BRG Communications, former journalist at RNZ. Chris, kia ora. Greetings. Very good to have you on. Now, first to this, though, diggers at the ready at the Southern Field Day. Waimumu, one of New Zealand's largest agricultural events. But what caught my eye was the big diggers in competition. What these operators can do with a big digger is unreal. Even pouring a cup of tea with that massive blade, it's a real skill. The best excavator operators in Southland will be battling it out at the Cable Price Regional Excavator Operator Comp. The Prime Minister's famous... Exhibition was the tractor pull. Not for me, I'm all about the big yellow digger. With us is Regan McGrandall, the civil contractors New Zealand self and Share. Regan, hello.
2: Kia ora, Wallace. how are you doing?
0: Very well. Mind you, they're not all yellow, are they?
2: Oh, no, no. Very, very, uh, very, uh, varying colours all over the place and sizes and, uh, yeah, big and small and everything in between. Yeah, so. I love this. Tell us a
0: bit more about this competition. What does it involve? Uh, you know, it's just
2: it's testing the skills of the, these operators. I mean, oper- you know, digger operating is a core skill, you know, um, part of the mm. civil infrastructure, you know, the jobs we do. So these guys are actually absolutely fantastic they can make these diggers dance and it's quite often, I'm actually working the management side of things and you, know, you tell a guy what to do, dig a hole here put a pipe in there and the, the subtle wee movements are absolutely absolutely fantastic skills of these guys, it's just uh, beyond belief so yeah. we competition and, and it's yeah, you know, they're just testing those wee skills. And I guess the old competitive juices going on some of the guys and they, they really like that wee task of going up against each other and just testing the uh the finer skills of uh, operating these buddy these uh fantastic machines.
0: No, I can only imagine. Amy, have you ever sort of jumped into the um driver's seat of one of these diggers at all?
1: Yeah, I sure have. My um, dad used to um, haul heavy fray and some of it was yeah. big diggers. So um yeah, yeah, but also I've got a son, so you know, I've had to exactly. you know get old tractor stop them and, and and get him to drop in because very fast but I love this. This is great for people to see the way their pathways and their future and the skills in civil contracting. We need loads of people here.
0: And also to perhaps reckon it's an unrecognised talent to able to operate one of these machines.
2: Yeah, yeah, a lot of the work the guys do with these things, it, it sort of gets buried and built on. A lot of the civil sort of work. So you come home, you're not sort of building stuff in the sky and look at how flash that is. A lot of the, what they do is sort of done <laughs> sort of behind the scenes. So you finish their day, everything's gone, and they've done a great job, and you wouldn't you wouldn't have a clue. No. Um, <laughs> it's,
0: unsung heroes, right? Here. Stay there, Regan, let's bring Chris in.
3: Oh, yeah, a lot of fun. They're a lot of fun, aren't they? And uh, if you've never driven one and you want to go to Southland, since as we're talking about Southland, go to Digger World in Invercargill and have a go. Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fantastic. Tell, us,
0: you tell us, Regan, more. So I went on to your site and actually saw the competition, and it is actually is amazing. It's these, not just the sort of the big movements, but these fine motor skills. Tell us oh, more about what the obstacle course involves.
2: Yeah, so they've got, they've got a half a dozen. They actually start off with a bit of, you know, a lot of the job nowadays is a bit of planning and health and safety. So you're working, actually, the guys actually start out of the digger and just making sure the site's safe and what they're operating is working safely. So that's a key you know, key component of um industry now is making sure everyone gets home safe. So that's actually where you start off. But of course, you, you want to see them getting in the digger. So we've got a wee one and a half ton digger. That does a uh, tyre stack. So you essentially picking up tyres and stacking them. Good and cream. so it sounds pretty straightforward, but you got a time limit, and so you pick them up, and after the three minutes, how high you can stack them, how many points you sort of get. So that's the first one. The second one is sort of like bobbing for apples, but you're bobbing for tennis balls out of a, uh, a, a out of a water trough. So again, it's just that fine it, it looks these guys make it look quite easy when they, you know, the good, really good guys make it look easy. Just pick a ball out of a out of a pond. Sounds easy, doesn't it? And then put it in a bucket. But they 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 just got this wee skill to be able to do that. Then there's a the teapot pour, yeah. Uh, sort of step up to a five ton. It's yeah, it's quite a quite an interesting sort of one, and it, it's kind of judged uh, how far you can pour it to the line. So we have got a wee line there, and you you've got a you've literally got a teapot uh, rigged up to the end of the boom, and you tip up, and you, you get points for you get deducted points if you go over, go under, spillages and stuff like that as well. Wow. So, yeah, and it's – just sitting there watching, is it? And he's just edging and edging, and yeah, if the, the regular Joe Bloggs jumps in there, you just make an
3: absolute hash <laughs> of, it. Um, yeah, <laughs> Chris, it of it. Chris? Chris? Yeah. yeah, no, absolutely. And it was one of those things you now, you know, you have to acquiesce to the younger generation who have been gamers and things. Um, I'd been around farm machinery on and off for, for a chunk yeah. of my life. Um, my son who grew up in town but is now working in a rural environment, gets straight in hand-eye coordination much better than me on day one. And you go, eh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: A lot of technology in these things nowadays. You know, 3D sort of modelling. So Literally, it is like getting in a gaming machine in some of the later modern machines nowadays. You know, some of the technology inside the machines is, is right. quite um, where they literally put a three D um, program into a into a into a digger, and you sit there and you dig, and pretty much dig to the uh, drawing on the computer in front of you. That's amazing. So, yeah, it's pretty. So, pretty,
0: uh, a- Amy, you you brought up the uh, I guess the, the perhaps the not the more serious issue, but the other important issue, and that is um, these types of events can help lead to opening pathways, opening doors for younger people wanting to get into the sector. Yeah.
1: yeah. It's so I mean, uh, yeah. I think it's so important that they see these things in action and can have those conversations with these guys, especially at the likes of field days. You know, um, that's one of the best way to get children in, into these different pathways. And I mean, we do desperately need people in, in this space. I mean, mm. this is like people like this are like music to my ears. as a Wellingtonian with all our water leaks. Huh. Like we need a hell lot of more of them. <laughs> bring the diggers up here. Yeah, bring the diggers here. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, Regan, good to have you. Have you seen the theatre? There's, there's, there's a, a, a theatre show going around called the Big Yellow Dig, the Little Yellow Digger. Have you seen that, Regan?
2: No, no I haven't. So, no, it's very no, good, interesting. Very, very good. I hey, hey, every day wh- when I start the
0: job uh, to work. <laughs> hey, Regan. Now, when is the champion crowned?
2: Uh, tomorrow afternoon. So the competition runs from nine o'clock till three, and then we've got a bit, of, and so it'll be probably around three thirty, four o'clock. We'll be uh, announcing the winner, mm-hmm. and. Um, so that'll be it. And the winner gets to go off to our nationals. The Cable uh, national. Nationals are f- held at fielding every year. So we uh, fly that person up there um, to uh, represent their region in the finals.
0: Good on you, Regan. Lovely to have you on. And uh, I might uh, keep in touch with you. I might uh, get you to email me the winner uh, for tomorrow. Yeah. But for now, yeah, Regan,
2: nice to have you yeah. here. Kia ora. No, no. Uh, hopefully, everyone come down. And yeah, if you're interested in getting into the career, we'll be, um, we we'll have some information about the, um, getting into the, into the civil okay. industry. So come on down to where at site 401, uh, the field day. Good on you.
0: All right. That's the, um, uh, Southern Field Day, or Agricultural Fair Day, of course. Um, huge response to, um, nose and or rear and 1st shouldn't be surprised but uh there we go welcome mm-hmm. back wallace always reverse into a parallel car park but in the supermarket car park going frontwards i don't understand people reversing into the supermarket car park they then have to move their full trolley past other cars in a narrow space potentially da- damaging other vehicles uh, other people will say i've come back to work too early back at work after only three weeks amazing It's three weeks since my hip operation. I'm still planning another two weeks off. Um, I feel okay, though, so why shouldn't I be back at work? Anyway, here I am. I'm feeling okay. Good to be here. Um, Missing you all. All right, time for I've been thinking. I love this part of the show. Amy Hines, take it away.
1: Um, look, I've been thinking that ratepayers are being let down by council officials. I think we really need to take a look at the legislation around local government, especially the lack of accountability on council officials and chief executives. I'll say that I won't paint all councils with this brush, all their officials. I think there's some really hard working ones around the country. But they're pretty concerning of um, actions by non elected officials who are not serving elected members in their day to day activities, and that lets ratepayers down. Obviously, Wellington springs to mind, whereas clear the approach by officials and chief executive, it's not so Sustainable for Wellington to serve ratepayers with core services. The answer should never be to continue to lump uncosted charges and rate increases on ratepayers without first getting back to the basics of the core services a council should provide. Unfortunately, the reality is that an observer or commissioner is inevitable in Wellington.
0: Oh, that's a big goal. That's a big call. You're you're calling it right here on the panel. You think that, just let me get this straight, you think that Wellington should have an independent observer or commissioner?
1: Absolutely. I think an observer would be really great to have in there to actually see what's going on. I think we've got some late information that comes out. I don't think it's transparent to Wellingtonians about what's going on, especially with the processes today. A lot of things behind closed doors, a lot of things laid down late. I just think we fundamentally deserve better and we've got to look at it.
0: Hmm. Uh, Well, there's been a lot on the agenda, actually, in Wellington today. We might come back to that, whether or not uh, Wellington actually does need an independent commissioner. And before we go to Chris, I also – one also wonders – what you mean by core services what does include would that, would that include for example those Kandala community pools
1: oh I'm a big swimmer in the Kandala pool just to clear my conflict there actually I spend all my summers in that pool um, look I do think that pool is a core service but I actually think more fundamentally it's that, that's our pipes those core things uh-huh. of getting out our things, those services that we expect to be delivered that in our ratepayers' payers money that kind of nice to have versus um, those needs and must situation
0: Agrees with the name. He me. Text me two one zero one. Does Wellington, or is Wellington at the point of needing uh, an uh, observer across council? Chris of I've been thinking.
3: Well, I've actually been thinking about Wellington City Council as well, seeing, seeing as I'm here, but uh, from a different angle, and I hadn't thought about the commissioner um, uh, angle or perspective. But just looking back to the the mess that we're in at the moment with the, the water system and it's councils all over the country you only have to look at how many reports the auditor general the office of the auditor general has done on councils which say and for some it's repeat offending mm. that they are, have been failing on their delivery and management of water and wastewater services for years and years, and there's, there's a big stack of them in there. The, the, this is this is nothing new. It's been it's like rust in the car. You know, it's been right. the rust has been eating away at the car, and in, in, in terms of this, at various councils in various parts of the country for many years. And I remember when I was um, doing Radio New Zealand, Newstalk ZB, we were all part of the same happy Fano way back then <laughs> in the mid 1990s. Um, and you know, one of the most successful local government PPPs with the private sector that was done was when Fran Wilde was mayor and we did the Mile Point sewage plant um, with East Anglian Water from the UK. Oh, okay. and, and that that solved a horrendous problem of pretty much raw sewage going out from Wellington into, into Lyle Bay and just straight into Cook Strait. Um, it's been a fantastic asset for the city. There you are. So what B- are, you B- saying, B- are,
0: you, are you saying, Chris? Uh, are you saying more use of public... Oh, oh, no, less private...
3: politics around it, because these issues have been happening for a long, mm-hmm. long time. We've had Mark, what's his name, Blumsky, who was the yep. the mayor. He became a national MP. We had Celia Wade-Brown. She was the mayor. She became a green MP. Paul Eagle was a deputy mayor, became a Labour MP. Everything got politicised, while the actual issue of the cancer in the car, yeah, which was the erosion falling to bits of the pipes just kept happening and everyone was fighting the wrong fight.
0: Oh, some big issues there. We will come back to that issue tomorrow, actually. Really uh, well done both. Kia Uh, That's Chris Wekaida and Amy Hines on the panel. There is a lot to discuss, including the Port Hills fire just after four. Wallace Chapman here. It's very good to be back.